Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the topic of today's show is Make Your Wrongs Right. So, brothers and sisters, I'm going to do something differently that I have not done before. I'm going to release this as one podcast for those of you who enjoy listening to the episode all in its entirety, but I'm also going to release it in two parts because I know there's those of you who work or you're busy doing other things, and so for those of you who don't have the time to listen all at once, I found it might be easier for you to digest if I put it into two parts. This is going to be part two. Welcome to the show, Many Rounds. Great having you back. Well, thank you, Ray. Good to be here again. So the whole thing with Taiwan mentioned in part one, where did you want to go from here? Because you had also said that there were things, I want to just quote you accurately, what you said. You sent me a picture of a map, and you said the map is getting closer to the nuclear scenario. When you sent oh, me that, yeah, yeah. that's when I said, maybe we need to do a show because we hadn't done one in two and a half months. So when you sent yeah. me that, what exactly what were you meaning? I mean, I have an idea what you mean, but explain for the listeners. Okay. Well, the map was a picture of uh, Ukraine, okay? And it was uh, some of the areas that the Russians have repatriated back into their you know, influence or whatever. Made them part of Russia now. So what it was was like four or five different provinces in Ukraine on the eastern side of Ukraine the southeastern end of Ukraine, the Donbass, and all of that up. And then, now, what I was referring to was uh, this prophecy that Philip Barnett had put out back in 2007 when the Lord showed him what was going to happen to the Ukraine and other things as well with Europe and such. And this is called the Azov Mina Prophecy. So you mentioned that the last time we did a show back at the beginning of October. Yeah. Have you seen any changes? Is that where you're wanting to get into well, on that? I, what I can see is it's coming to pass right before our eyes. And the basic prophecy is this, okay? The Russians are going to take the portion of Ukraine from the Dnieper River eastward, okay? And they're going to seize the cities and occupy the cities in those areas. And it's sort of a crescent shape, okay, on the eastern side of Ukraine. If you're looking at a Ukrainian map or a map of Ukraine, it goes all the way from the Azov Sea up north in a curvature of like a crescent up to the top of Ukraine and into um, Belarus. Belarus, Belarus. Okay. yep. Okay, so in Belarus, portions of Belarus, the eastern portion of Belarus as well is going to be affected and there's going to be a lot of Russians. There already are a lot of Russians in there right now, which makes me sit up and take notice because this is exactly what Philip was shown is going to happen. And now the Russians are going to start this offensive pretty soon. I imagine at least by the first of the year or shortly after, you know, I mean, they're already launching barrages of uh, ordnance at the infrastructure of Ukraine you know, squeezing the vice a little tighter on them. They're, I mean, they're taking quite a hit. And, and so they're going to get to the point where they're going to fish or cut bait, but they're not going to cut bait. They're going to they're gonna fish, and they're going to come in there with both guns blazing, and they're just going to take it. And now what Philip saw in a, uh, a dream, he was given a dream, and this dream was given, he, he didn't write it down at first, 
And it wasn't until several years later that the Lord gave him the dream again. And this time he, he took notice and he wrote it down. It was pages and pages and pages of stuff that the Lord showed him. And it's still on the internet as far as I know, but it's called the Azov Mina Prophecy by Pastor Philip Barnett. And he's still around. He, he's living in, uh, I think he's in Oklahoma, where his home stomping grounds were. But he spent 25 years over in Ukraine, um, you know, what a guy, too. I mean, great guy. Just great guy. He he started out, you know, doing the missionary thing, and he was thinking he was only going to spend 13 days over there. Well, it turned out he ended up spending 25 years over there. You know, he started a bunch of churches over there and stuff. And it was during one of these, uh, you know, crusade things or whatever, he was over there preaching, and the Lord showed him this stuff. And so the Lord told him to go ahead and uh Tell the people what's going on, what's going to be happening in their country. Now, at the time, this was back in 2007, you know, the Russians had not made any overtures toward Ukraine whatsoever. And everybody thought he was crazy for prognosticating this, these events that were going to happen. He said, they were all like, oh, the Russians are never going to come here and this and that, a lot of dust. Well, that's not what the Lord showed him. The Lord showed him that the Russians were going to definitely attack Ukraine and come in. And then he showed him these like mountains. Okay, he was looking, he was sort of somewhere in the middle of Ukraine, uh, south of Kiev, looking east. But he didn't realize he was looking east when he was receiving this vision uh, until later. But he was looking east, and what he saw were these mountains that were shaped like huge missiles. And they had snow on top of them, and they had, you know, water running down them a little bit, but they were shaped like nuclear missiles. And he saw eight of them. They were like in a crescent shape uh, in front of him. Like if you were to spread your arms out, right? Well, everything in front of you, if you marked it off in, in eight positions, that's where these missiles were, were these eight cities, okay? These eight provinces or whatever. And the Lord told him that the United States, okay, was going to launch a nuclear strike against the Russians and hitting the Russians in the Ukraine with all of these weapons and also parts of Russia and parts of Belarus and south toward the Azov Sea. And there was going to be places of refuge for the people to flee to. The Lord showed him two exoduses of Ukrainians leaving Kiev in an evacuation, okay? Wow. And a lot of that's been happening. Yeah. Recently, he came on, he was on uh, Paul and Adrian's uh, off-grid desert farming channel, and he was talking about these visions he had, and he was talking about how the first exodus has already happened. It happened, I think, last year or, or earlier this year, when all the people that were leaving Kiev in a big, big hurry, you know, you know there was just traffic forever. Well, that was the first exodus. When the second exodus happens, it's because the war is pending. I mean, the war is coming. The war has started, and the nuclear part of it starts. So looking at it, it's insane that the United States would do this, but they're going to do it, okay? So they're going to hit Ukraine with nuclear weapons, and they're going to try to bomb the Russians to the point where the Russians are ineffective anymore. I don't know what their goal is, but what they're really going to do is uh, the Russians are not going to just sit back and take that, okay? Well, I want to interject for a moment. As we're recording this, I'm on RT.com, 
By the way, another article, Russian arms manufacturer switched to six-day working week. I'm sure that's for no reason. Um, I saw something, though. I think it was yesterday, and it said, I, I can't remember who it was, their minister of defense or something, said uh, it's only going to be possible to win this war using nuclear weapons. So it's important to mention that based upon what you're saying. Yeah, well, the, but the Russians aren't the ones that started. You know, the Russians are going to absorb this first strike, but only momentarily. I mean, they're, once they get hit, then it's Katie bar the door, man, because they're going to come out with both guns blazing and they're going to hit the United States. So what I'm getting at is, is that I can see that the culmination of this occupation of Ukraine by the Russians increasing you know, every day. And it's only a matter of time before the Russians do have control of these portions of Ukraine completely, you know, under their control. And at some point, things are going to get so ratty that he said that the Germans were going to become afraid because they can see what's coming. They're going to see that things are getting way out of hand and they're going to be totally afraid of what is going to happen with Russia. And uh, he said that, that, that the Russians were going to go through Germany like they weren't even there, which means that NATO is going to be in such a state that they won't even be a speed bump, really, to Russia and what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to head all the way to France, man. And the Chinese are going to be with them. The North Koreans, okay? I and believe I saw another article where the Chinese are now. They, they officially have announced they're going to join Russia. Yeah. Well, they're, they're with them. And, and they've got a lot of troops, man. I mean, the basic military strategy is you go in, you take a place, and then you occupy that place to keep it secure with your troops, and you move on to the next place. And then you take that, and then you occupy it, and you set up your security, and you go down the field like a football. You know, you boom, 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 five yards at a time until you've taken the whole place. And at some point, you might be able to jump and throw a Hail Mary and get 50 yards, you know. And that's kind of how it goes. They're going to drop their paratroopers into Paris. They're going to drop their paratroopers into Hamburg and, and Nuremberg and wherever they, they want to and take, seize and occupy all the bases that are left and aren't ashes and then orchestrate their administration from there. I mean, that's what they're going to do. And the writing's on the wall. And I think the Europeans are beginning to see what the real end game of this whole deal is. And the Antichrist and his forces are planning their little scenario, but it's not going to go as good for them as they think. The Russians are going to oppose them. The Chinese may go along with them, but the Russians are not going to go along with the Antichrist and his system. One thing the Lord showed Philip was that there was going to be areas of refuge for these people in these countries to go to. And most of these places are in the mountains like the Swiss Alps, and uh, there's a mountain range in Ukraine that's toward the west, the southwest in Ukraine. And a lot of the people that are going to leave Kiev are going to head for those mountains. And uh, he said the people in, Sw in the Switzerland <clears throat> are building and stocking tunnels and areas of places for medical aid for people that are going to be out in the open during this time, and they're going to be flocking to these um semi-safe havens and the lord's going to use these people these places to protect many many people from this war that's going to happen and the war is going to be devastating i mean you know 
it's going to be a long time before anybody goes back out there in the flats to live, and probably not until Jesus comes back, which, you know, if I had to give a, a, a mad guess about when that is, you know, it's nobody knows a day or hour exactly, but I would say, you know, you're looking at probably um, eight years, maybe eight or nine, maybe seven. Mm, yeah, I would say a little more than that, though, before. Uh, well, that'd be know, about the length of the tribulation, and we're teetering on the edge of that now. If we're yeah. not, if we're not already even in it. Yeah. Well, Philip said there was going to be three different wars. Okay. One of them is the is World War Three. You know, and it's the they call it the Gog Magog thing or whatever, because the Russians are going to head south, and then they're going to head east around the Caspian Sea, and they're going to have to fight their way all the way back up into Russia. And there's an area in Russia, a mountain range, okay, where they're going to head. I forget what they call those, the Urals or something, maybe? I don't know. But it's where they've already got a bunch of pre-positioned stuff and whatever. But they're going to go through, I think they're going to go through Syria and Turkey and that area, and they're going to have to fight their way all the way through. And they're going to, they're, they're basically you know, reorganizing in a way, but they're going to travel around underneath the Caspian Sea and then come back up into Russia, you know, because they have to, because this war is going to get so bad, you know, that there's areas that are going to be irradiated. I mean, totally irradiated. And uh, whatever army's left after they get bombed, because you're talking about, you know, a lot of nuclear ordnance going off in that area. So it's going to be... Uh, a dirty business because a lot of that's going to drift east, you know, when the bombs start going off. Now, the area of the map that he showed that was hit in Russia was from Moscow to the south, all the way to the border of whatever's below uh, directly to the sort of southeast of, of Moscow. That whole area was, was hit. I mean, and I, I would imagine that's a lot of Russia's industrial base, a lot of their military bases and stuff like that. But Russia's going to weather this. They are going to weather this attack, and they are going to launch an attack on the United States and, and elsewhere and occupy this country, as was shown to Chuck Youngbrandt and, and Dmitry Dudeman and others. That is coming. And so when you're looking at the whole big picture now, when you see this, this, these actions being taken by, by NATO, these insane, you know, I mean, it's like, oh, please come and beat me up, you know. I mean, good grief is what they're doing. They're sending Patriot missile batteries. They're sending all this hardware and gear and everything else. It's like they're not even trying to conceal what they're doing anymore. And somebody's making money. But, you know, at what cost? I mean, the world's going to – a lot of it is going to go up in flames. So – it's just a, they got a serious case of stupid, you know. But These Satan's people. goal is depopulation. You're going to get that done pretty quick. Well, yeah, it certainly looks that way. That's for sure. So going back to the beginning of where we started today, <laughs> do you believe that they will do the war before bringing on the Antichrist? Do you now when you were talking about the Nephilim, you believe that that has to do with that? Yeah, I I think that it, a lot of things are going to happen real quick, like you know when it all starts happening and. I think that really, for the most part, most folks, they're not going to give a, a, a rat's behind about who the Antichrist is at that time. You know what I mean? They're not going to care. 
they're just going to be looking for somebody that will help them out, you know, that'll come to their aid. And nobody's going to be coming for a while, you know. But that's going to give that opportunity for this Antichrist to come up and say, hey, I got the answers, you know. Here, we'll provide, I, we got this system planned out, and here, you, all you got to do is worship me. <laughs> or whatever. So do you you, know? be, you don't believe we're in the tribulation cuz some I've looked around and I noticed some people believe we are already. What is your take on that? Well, I think when it happens there'll be no doubt and for some people Armageddon happened yesterday, you know what I mean? You know, it's like you never know, man. You can get hit by a bus. God can take you out to, to keep you from having to go through all this garbage, you know. Or we're told you to pray that we're worthy to escape yeah. these things coming upon the earth. Yeah, you know, I mean, but on the other hand, he's going to leave some of his soldiers here for sure. To keep on banging away at, at people to come on board. That's why you he's know, telling his soldiers to suffer for him now, because yeah, you know, yeah, get, yeah your, get your get your work done. He calls you home. You don't have to be here. Yeah, I mean, this all stuff is really coming down. It's coming down real quick. I mean, you know, it, it could start tomorrow. I don't know. It could start tomorrow. I mean, things could get ratty. You know, I mean. There have been a, some out there that have seen that this Christmas isn't going to be a happy time for some reason. And what is it? What's the date today? It is the 16th. We 16th. are officially so an hour and a half away from the 17th. Right. So you're looking at 10 days, maybe nine days or something to Christmas. Okay. And a lot can happen in nine days. And uh, let's say something were to happen. Imagine how people would feel, like, let's say if the Chinese did hit Taiwan and we lost 20 ships right off the bat, just like that, okay? You're talking about 10,000 guys or more that are now dead or drowning or dead or bottom of the ocean, okay, with all those ships. And, and that's not counting anybody in Hawaii or Guam or San Diego or, you know, Philippines or whatever, and it'll be an ongoing thing. The reports are going to be coming in. More bad news, more bad news, more bad news, more bad news. And I don't think Biden's up to that. And they're going to take him down and, and put in Kamala, you know? I had a list of like five or six points the Lord had given me. I think it might have even been seven, actually. And I wrote it on a five-star, uh, five-by-seven notepad, and I can't find that notepad. It was one of the first notepads I had when I started getting words from the Lord. And one of the things he said to me, and I'll never forget this, this is around the time of the elections in 2020, I got this word, because people were all concerned about the election. He said, I'm going to give them what they want. Well, he's given them over to their evil desires, and that's exactly where this country is. But he said there would be scandals, energy scandals, yeah. and we're, we've been seeing that, and we're still seeing that. Then he said Biden, he would be incapacitated. Now, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that he dies or anything like that. It just means that maybe he's removed from power or he steps down from power. Because at some point, he becomes overwhelmed. That's how I'm feeling it's going to happen from what I'm getting. Anything's possible. I'm not going to lean into my own understanding. The word I got well, was he'll be incapacitated. But nothing would surprise me, including starting a war. Yeah, I think I, I think the chickens are going to come home to roost. And, and whoever's behind the scenes, you know running the whole thing is going to throw him under the bus and that'll be the end of that you know they're priming that by the way right now i i saw something earlier they're going to start investigating uh his son and his dealings and they're going to be putting this in the congress and everything 
And uh, that could be the start of that. Because when it comes out, all the corruption, when it if that comes out to the American public, because you got to understand, it's like, on one hand, it's a distraction. But on the other hand, America sins and the sins of its leaders, they're being exposed. And I think it was Steve Quayle. He had gotten a prophecy. It's up on his site. I have to find it. I can't remember. It was in 87 or 1992. He got a prophecy that before America would be allowed to be destroyed in a nuclear attack by China and Russia, the sins of its people and the leaders would be exposed before a holy God. Yes. And if you look at everything, that's happening right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, boy. And uh, it's all orchestrated. It's all planned out. It's all, you know, part of their plan. But that's how they're going to do it, you know. And they're going to put uh, what's-her-name in there, and she's going to she's gonna turn the country upside down, man. She'll be a handover. Well, she's going to be awful. Bit, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be just like Jezebel, man, putting in power. You know, that'll, it'll, that'll be it. All the Jezebels will be coming out of the closet then. She is a Jezebel. Haven't you ever seen the gleam in her eyes? The black beady eyes and the cackle? Yeah. Militant feminazi ladies, you know, or whatever they are. Yeah, it's certainly not normal, but that seems to be the way of things anymore. So before we got on and recorded, you and I spoke to you earlier in the evening. You had said something about something hitting the moon. Did you want to touch on what that was? Because you had been talking about the Nephilim and then you had said something about that. The powers that be know this thing is coming in, this Nibiru or whatever you want to call it, the destroyer. You know, the Lord's using it, and, and it's his, you know, it's, everything's his. So, But they're going to try to reconstruct the governments in the aftermath of it. So they're all jockeying for position, the best position they can get into before it hits. So that they are st- sitting on top of the hill when it's over. It's kind of, in a nutshell, what's going on. So... You know, but what I saw, this was years ago. I was watching a movie. This guy, Michael Bean Bean or whatever, he he was in it. He played some NASA official or something. I can't remember. But there was this one shot where they showed the moon. And the moon had been hit by some big rock or, or something. And it took a chunk of the moon out of it, right? And I remember when I saw that, it struck me, you know, like, wham, pay attention to that, you know? And I just had this knowing, like, that is going to happen. You know, that is going to happen. And when this thing, whatever, it might be part of the system, the Nibiru system. It won't be necessarily the star itself or, you know, whatever they call it, the dark star or whatever. But it'll be a planetary body that's coming along with it that hits the moon. And, And this may be later on in the tribulation, you know, I don't know. But when it happens... Boy, it's just like when Jesus said, men's hearts will go fail them for fear of what they see coming on the earth, all right? Well, if the moon started rapidly approaching the earth because it got hit like a cue ball and it's getting real big in the view screen up there, well, it's going to be kind of spooky. So, yeah, people are going to be, you know, having heart attacks. I mean, I I have been asked before why I don't cover that um, too much. And, And here's the reason why. Because everything you can try to find on that, it's usually not, you can't find anything reliable. And so I don't usually cover what most would consider fringe topics, but it is in the Bible. Most people don't realize it is in the Bible. But what I'm saying is I haven't been shown anything specifically on it. So that's why I don't address it. 
there is also a lot of disinformation that's planted, and that's what you have to be careful about. If I were to get a prophecy, well, then, of course, I would touch on it, but aside from Revelation 8, verses 10 through 13, that's really all you have to go on, which I have been studying that more, so you never know. That could change in the future. Yeah, we're fringe, you know? Heck, being a Christian is fringe now. But basically... So the debris field from the moon, a lot of it hits the Earth, okay? I mean, you imagine, you you get a big rock or or a planetary, a small asteroid or a large asteroid or whatever it is, strikes the moon, and then the debris field is going to, you know, spread out in space, and the nearest gravitational planetary force next to that is the Earth. So it's going to naturally gravitate toward the Earth. And at some point that debris field is going to cross through the Earth's path and it's going to strike the Earth. And so you're going to see, you know, a lot of large meteors and asteroids coming, you know, pieces of the moon basically coming in and hitting wherever, all over the place, you know, and causing a lot of havoc. These powers that be, they, they know it's coming. And that's why, you know, like you just said, there's, there's a lot of disinformation out there about it and all this other stuff. Part of the reason that they are uh, spraying all that garbage up in the atmosphere every day, you know, if people can't see that, I don't know what to tell them, but you can see how they're spraying these trails across the sky until the point where it obscures the sky and turns it into a cloudy day. It spreads out over the whole plate, you know, I mean, it's incredible. But so I, I think part of the reason they're doing that is to obscure the atmosphere to the point where there are certain things that we're not able to see that are going on out in space, and they're doing their best to keep it from us and to keep the lie going. Well, part of it, too, is they're they're trying to control the weather. Yeah. There's all the earthquakes in diverse places taking place, and they're going up in frequency and magnitude all around the world. Yeah. And now volcanoes are, multiple volcanoes are going off. Well, guess what? I mean, when you have volcanoes going off, and injecting all that into the atmosphere, you're going to, that alone is going to cause weather patterns to change. Yeah. But then yes. the alibi is, of course, you know, climate change. Yeah. And it's not hard to figure out that's their new world order religion with enslavement. Yeah, well, the, the, the problem with that theory is that it's happening on other planets as well. So there ain't nobody driving on uh, Mars and there ain't nobody driving around on Venus. Yeah, it ain't, know, mom's, ain't mom's minivan or dad's SUV. Yeah, there's no factories pumping garbage out in those planets, but their cores are heating up and their atmospheres are changing and all this weird stuff's happening. So, yeah, climate change. It is climate change, but it's God doing it. (laughs) You know, it's like he's doing it. He's doing it and they're trying to keep it from happening. Yeah, well, they're trying to turn it into, into something else. I don't know what. But they're using it for a vehicle to promote their junk, to enact their legislation to basically turn us into slaves. Yep, exactly. And it's working pretty good. But there's coming a time, a point when they won't be able to obscure the truth anymore. And everybody is going to see this thing that's out there in space coming our way. It's going to be huge in the view screen. That, that was something the Lord did show me. And um, I'm not nobody special, man. I just pray, you know, and stuff. And once in a while, he'll download a vision or something to me. And this was huge. You know, it was, I mean, I was looking up in the sky, right? 
the atmosphere, it was daytime, and, and the atmosphere, the sky was blue, okay? And this large, huge planet was very close to the Earth. I mean, really close, because it was so gigantic. And it, you could see it moving, literally, you could see it moving. I was looking at it, and it moved from my left to my right. And you could see the, the shadow, it's, you know, where the sun wasn't hitting it. And you could see it like, like it was going through the atmosphere, but it wasn't. It was it just looked that way, but, but it was so uh, immense, you know. I, I mean, it was like, gosh, how can a planet be so close to the Earth and not cause more havoc, you know. I mean, it, I wasn't aware of any havoc going on at the time when I saw that. All I saw was that just going by. The and, North Pole has been moving for years. I don't know if most people know that. Yeah, well, I have a feeling it's going to shift, man. When it does, you know, the, the beach is not going to be a place to be. So people that live on the coast, you know, I don't know. It's not going to be good. Well, they've been repainting the runways at several airports as a result, too. Yeah. That started coming out, I think, around 2014 or so. They're repaving the runways? Not repaving, they're repainting them due to coordinates, oh. because the coordinates are changing because of the shift. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that where they've had to adjust their uh, internal direction-finding mechanism, whatever that is, in their planes all the time. They have to readjust them all the time. That's not hidden. Anybody can search that. Um, one such airport that did it was Tampa International in Florida. They did it. Yeah. And I think there were a few well, others in other places around the world. Yeah. Well, this, you know, this planetary thing has come by before, but I don't think it's come by quite as uh, close. And it's causing a lot more violent reaction within the Earth as a result. So that's, that's the reason for a lot of what's going on. It's, it's just the effects of this thing that coming by. It's messing with the gravitational field. And then you have to wonder why are they finding the magnetics in uh, this jab? What's that about? Yeah. And this is the thing. It's like once you start digging, it's like it's just how deep that rabbit hole goes. And you see you find videos of it. It's like if we're not making this up. You can actually find stuff on it. If you look around, if you look deep enough, you can find it. It's not hidden. Yeah. It's not classified. Yeah. It's up on video sharing yeah. sites. Evidently, I've read where there there is these like you might say pods or nodules or something, nano nodules or whatever, and they're sort of like nesting in these bodies of these people. Well, people they've, they've shown clots, these huge clots being removed yeah, 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 that are nano assembled. Oh gosh, man, it's just sick, and it's like no wonder they have heart attacks, you know? I mean, how can your heart pump through that garbage? So, but it's like. These these other little these other little nodules that are growing inside these people and reproducing, okay, when they get activated, and they're going to be activated by a certain frequency. When they get activated, they are going to bust open, and then travel throughout these people's bodies, and then, you know, turning these people into Borg or whatever you want to call them, but. That's kind of what I, how I look at it. Is they're like the board, you know? They don't even know it, but all of a sudden, boom! Now they're, they're part of the collective, and so they they'll do whatever their program says to do. And, and it, yeah, it's in the brave new world we live in. Anyway, that could be another reason why many people who don't see what's happening, because I've even heard from listeners, brother, where they've told me like it seems like I tell people around me and they still just shoo it off and 
they pretend everything's fine and nothing's going on. And it's like, no, I've been noticing now for at least a year, behaviors changing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people, animals too. Animals are being affected, you know, by these changes too. You know, I mean, did you see any of where, where some of those video of uh, sheep and doing these circles, you know? I didn't see that, but there's been times yeah. my dogs have had just ridiculous amounts of anxiety. Like they hear something and I don't know what they're hearing. Yeah. I don't know. I, every once in a while I pick up a high frequency, like wine, you know? I've had that. I've, I've heard that. Yeah. And I and it's not because my ears are ringing because I have high blood pressure. And no, like it's not tinnitus. It's there for like maybe ten seconds at the most, and yeah. then it, it's gone as quickly as it was there. It's like a yeah, pin. It's it, like a pin needle sound. I, it's hard to explain. I think you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just a whine. It's like a high whine. But um, my hearing, I have really good hearing. I was fortunate, and I've always protected my ears at work with earplugs and stuff. So my hearing is really good. In fact, I had a, a guy in the military. I, w- I went in for a hearing test, you know, and, and he he couldn't believe I was hearing the frequencies I was hearing in the booth. You know, they, they put you in a booth, a soundproof booth, and they put these headphones on you, and then they say, "Okay, every time you hear something, hit the button." You know, so I did, and then and then I got out of the booth, and the guy would look at me, and he goes, "Man, you got some good hearing," and I was like, "Well, good, you know, great." I haven't had mine checked in years, but last I checked, it was good. And I, I don't notice any difference. Yeah. But this is different. It, I mean, this is like, it sounds like it's it's almost like an electronic. Like a, yeah. It's like a tone between 15 and 16,000 kilohertz. Exactly. It's it's like a radio. Like if you're playing with a radio, the old radios, you know, and, and you, you hear that little high pitch going on, and it goes back and forth, you know, it's something like that. I don't know. They're messing with our heads or trying to mess with our emotions and they've been working on that kind of stuff you know in, in labs we need to be pleading stuff. the blood of jesus as much as possible yeah right because that, he's the only thing that's going to protect us from that garbage that's why it's important you know to uh you know avoid their garbage just avoid it and pray over your food because they're putting crap in the food too so Pray over your food and whatever you're eating. If you're going out to eat at McDonald's, you know, well, you better think twice about getting that cheeseburger and pray it. If you have to, you know, pray it. I mean, ugh. I've heard things, man. They're not good. I, I don't know if I want to go there, but. No, I don't think. I think we've taken it far enough today. It's going to be a lot for people <laughs> to digest. I'm probably going to have to listen to this one or two times, and I might even clip it into two parts. Um, did you have the Arctic, the Antarctic, what's going on down in the Antarctic? You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go over that really quick. Well, I, I guess a month, three months ago, two, four, five months ago or something like that. The Lord had me look into, uh, the Antarctic and the history of Admiral Byrd and all that, you know, a little deeper. And I ordered Quail's book and, and read it, you know, uh, Empire beneath the ice, and and uh, and I knew my dad used to talk about Admiral Byrd to me when I was younger, because uh, he was of that era, you know. He was he was uh, even before because he was into airplanes and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, naturally, you know, a lot of that rubbed off on me. So he talked to me about Admiral Byrd and, and how he was an explorer, and he, and he went to and, and Perry, who went to the North Pole, I think. 
and you know the whole story with the USS Nautilus and how it went to the North Pole and all that jazz. But I knew there was more to the story with with Bird than met the eye. And and when I read Steve's book, Steve Quayle's book, uh, it just it just reinforced all that because I I I knew it was something like that. And uh, and I knew that they were they're doing bad things down there, you know. And in the book of uh, Enoch. If anybody's not read the book of Enoch, I highly suggest you do. It's not in the Bible, but it is something that the early Christians were able to read. It was it was out there in the book of Jasher, but um, and it's mentioned in the Bible. But anyway, so Enoch was given this uh, tour of some of these places where some of these fallen angels were in you know bonded in chains okay and locked up for later later days until the last days and they they were going to be released or whatever for a while but one of the places he describes it's exactly what was described in one of bird's descriptions of some of the terrain down there in in the antarctic and there's something not good going on down there and um it has to do with this whole deception with the with the aliens coming and all this garbage and um i mean there's there's some reason why a lot of the world leaders went down there a few years back and they all went down there and you know there was a whole slew of uh college girls that were sent down there and they were of college age and they were all healthy okay and they were screened to be that way you know and why were they sent down there you know what are they doing down there well it's not good what they're doing i know that and uh, it's going to come it's going to come back around so uh if you got any information on that and i i i saw a thing on uh dave hodges uh website just recently where he was looking into looking into that and i don't know if he knows i know he knows steve quayle because i've heard him on what was that other fellow's name hagman hagman yeah I, he was on he was on a couple of hagman shows and so i know they all know each other and i, I don't know if dave is hip to everything that steve has covered i in, I, in his... I stopped following dave he started getting a little bit strange um i actually removed his link from my website you know, I'm not saying everything he covers is wrong, but it's like Hal Turner. You got to be cautious because some of the things it's like, well, unless you can kind of verify it, you do got to be careful. You got to have discernment with anything and take and you should take everything to prayer. Anything you hear us even talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, take it to prayer. Yeah. Obviously, many rounds is talking about things that he's seen and I'm talking about things I've seen and what I've discerned and what I've been given. But if you're struggling with any of this, you know. And that's another thing. When people are faced with such an insane amount of download truth, it's like it's hard to digest all that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And but we don't we don't even go into the nitty gritty of everything. I know. But there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, people have to get up to speed about what is really ha- truly happening around them. And, and if we don't tell them who's going to, you know, they can crunch it themselves and figure out and read their Bibles and compare what the scriptures say and they can read it themselves. You know, I mean, it's there, but they just have to read it and they have to, 
pray about it, pray over it. Well, it this is why the Lord is sending his people out across nations, because many of the mainstream churches are not doing what they're supposed to do. And the main yeah. bottom line is repent, repent and seek his face, because none of what we're talking about today is going to matter if your heart's not right with God. No, that's exactly right. It's like I said, for some people, Armageddon was yesterday, you know? And so the main thing is just like what I, the main gist of what I was getting really was, um, you know, make your peace with the Lord. Um, make your peace with folks around you if you if you have to do that. And be kind. Be good. Be loving to your spouse. Um you know, and your children and, and your, and your grandparents be loving to your brethren, the real brethren. brethren. Yeah. Because these days aren't going to last forever. And you're going to be standing, you know, on the other side of eternity, looking back going, gosh, I could have done this. or I could have done that. Or I shouldn't have done this. You know, I try to screen my own self that way during the day. You know, did I yell too loud at my dog or did I, you know, what did I do something stupid? When you review the day, you look at your day, you know, and you go, gosh, I did that right. I did that right. But I, I didn't do that right. And I, I should have done better on that. And, you know, I mean, you know, just review your life and go, gosh, you know, I need to improve on that. Help me, Lord. Help me figure that out so I can do better, you know, that I'm not a jerk, you know, or whatever. It's a process. So we have to keep at it. We have to be doggedly determined to do the good thing and to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ, because that's, that's a heavy, heavy thing, you know? Every one of us that's a believer in Jesus Christ is going to answer to him for those things that we did in front of others or at others or with others that may not have met with his good housekeeping seal of approval. So just keep yourself recalibrating your good bad meter Amen. So many rounds closing thoughts. Um, what was the final thought you wanted to tell everybody in conclusion to today's show? Whatever you've been putting off or whatever, do it now. You know, make your amends with people now because you're not going to get a chance to do it later. And get as close to God as you can right now. Because whatever's coming down, it's going to come down real hard and real fast and real sun-like. And there's going to be no do-overs. So just get it straight now. And, and get as close to God as you can. And, uh, you know, don't believe everything you hear out there, especially from, uh, you know, official sources or whatever. And ask God for discernment and for his guidance as to what you need to do. Because for all of us, it's going to be different. And as far as like a, on the uh, on the Azov Mina thing, it, it would be good to look at that. Uh, prophecy. It's about two hours long, but it's well worth every minute because it lays out exactly what's happening right in front of our eyes over there in Ukraine. And gauging by what I see happening, we have as long as it's going to take the Russians to get control of that whole area in the eastern side of Ukraine. When they have control of that whole area, look out because that's when all this other stuff is going to come down. So, And that is rapidly uh, escalating. Yeah, and pray for your folks in the Navy. If you have any people that you know that are in the Navy or the military, and you know they know the Lord or whatever, pray for them. And if they don't, pray for them. And, uh, but, and pray for our troops in general. 
because they're being thrown under the bus. And uh, keep your eyes on uh, what's going on in the in the Pacific. Excellent you know, advice. If, yeah, if you live in Hawaii and you're hearing this, you know, I would I would be in deep prayer about that because uh, you know Hawaii is a ways off from the mainland, and China remembers World War II in Japan. Okay. What is your take on Alaska, too, by the way? Alaska? Well, yeah. they're going to get taken. What uh, Russia's going to roll through there when the time comes. And uh, we have military places out there, but I guess they're going to get overrun or whatever. But it's going to be hard to project any uh, protection for them up there, especially with the shortages and stuff that are coming down. And, and the fact that we're going to be hit, you know, from all different directions, all sort of at the same time. So... There's some areas that are just going to be left on their own, you know. Well, many rounds, it's been great having you on today. And thank you for your advice and conclusions and input on everything. Well, thanks for having me on, brother. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, thrill for out there for me, too. And you, too. And, you know, because right now we, we have each other right now, you know. And the time may come when we won't be able to communicate with each other. But you can always communicate through prayer to your loved ones. Amen. And for everybody who doesn't know Many Rounds, he is on uh, YouTube. You can find him under Many Rounds, all one word. And then his website is Fellowship of the Fortified Tower. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that concludes today's podcast. Jesus bless you. Thank you for listening. Be safe out there and stay vigilant, everyone.